Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Sugar Mama's Fireplay podcast. I am Canna Campbell. A quick reminder, all of my podcast content and YouTube videos and blog posts and anything you see on Instagram, it's always general advice only. So please refer to my general advice, warning and license details in the podcast notes. Now, today I want to talk to you about making savings really count, particularly around refinancing. You see, whatever financial product, investment or strategy you choose to use during your financial journey, I want to make sure that you use it to your financial advantage, whether it be to reduce debt faster, whether it be to protect your wealth and financial well-being, whether it be to build your financial wealth or whether it be to create a healthier and more stable and secure retirement. I want to make sure that you make a decision based on educated and informed decisions where you run all the numbers, you've considered all of the pros and cons, the fees, the expenses, you understand all the risks that are involved, short and long term, and if appropriate, you're excited about the opportunities and the long term benefits. Now, if you have a mortgage and you're looking to save some money, Refinancing can quite often be a great way of saving money. That is, refinancing to a better interest rate. It can very easily save you thousands, sometimes tens of thousands, and sometimes even hundreds of thousands, depending on your loan size. And considering interest rates are going up and the cost of living is just out of control, who doesn't want to save some money right now? Now, the cool thing about when you refinance is, it doesn't actually involve that much hard work or sacrifice from you because the mortgage broker or the bank do most of the hard work, heavy lifting for you, and you get to enjoy those savings. However, you want to make sure that any savings that you come across, and this isn't, isn't just necessarily for refinancing, but any savings that you manage to create or find, that they actually count and they work for you in your financial journey rather than becoming subject to another lifestyle creep in your life. You see, this is something I witness quite often with people. They will go to their mortgage broker or their bank and they will refinance their home loan with the best intentions of saving some money and sort of really getting back on top of the mortgage and seeing the mortgage come down. But this doesn't actually really happen in the reality of life. And I swear the banks know this. You see, the bank, they'll, you know, obviously sit down with that person and they will run the numbers for them. And they'll say, like, we can get you a great deal. For example, you Mr. and Mrs. Jones, you've got a $800,000 home loan. You're currently paying 4%. We've shopped around for you and we can reduce it down to 3.4%. We'll have to refinance for you, but this savings is going to give you about an extra $270 per month in savings. Now, $270 a month, that's nothing to sneeze at. That's incredibly valuable. I would appreciate an extra $270 per month in my budget. So, of course, sounds like a good deal. That's going to add up over time. And you agree to go ahead. And you're feeling, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, you're feeling very pleased and proud with your newfound savings, which you, as you said, you don't have to physically do anything about. You don't have to sacrifice anything like you would have to do with a budget, take a packed lunch to work or say no to a takeaway coffee or 
maybe not go on a holiday or something dramatic like that. It's easy and it's there for you. However, this is where the biggest problem happens is most people don't proactively do anything with those $270 per month savings and that $270 per month evaporates. It gets spent elsewhere mindlessly. It goes towards some other new expense that pops up in the family budget or it goes to more expensive existing things within the current budget. This is the exact same thing we experience when we get a pay rise. See, when we get a pay rise, I see this happen all the time. And I would admit occasionally I've been subject to this when I don't take control of it proactively. And we might get, say, a pay rise from a promotion or a new job. And we get, say, an extra $1,000 per month after tax in our pay packet. And we, I think, great, awesome. But quite often, three months later, we're scratching our head going, hang on, why am I back to living paycheck to paycheck? Where's all this new money that I'm now earning gone? And quite often, one of two different things has happened. The first thing is we are now buying the same things, but more expensive versions of the same things. So we upgrade our car or instead of buying a certain brand of clothing, shoes or accessories, we're buying a more luxurious brand of clothing, shoes or accessories, or we're buying more high quality produce food. Or another option and the thing that happens is, is that we are buying more of the same things. So we're buying, say, more clothes or we're buying more food. We're not spending, say, $200 a week on food. Now we're spending $250 a week on food. It's so easy to happen. And it's because we're being mindless with our money. And what is concerning about this is that couple, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, and this is what really worries me, I think, on even more so than the actual savings being wasted, is they've restarted their home loan. Quite often when you refinance your home loan, the bank will put you back on a 30-year term. So Mr. and Mrs. Jones, when they approach their bank or their mortgage broker, they may have actually been already seven years into their home loan. So they were going to be debt-free in 23 years' time. But by refinancing, they're back to having it paid off in 30 years. They've just cost themselves 37 years of their life, which is a lot of precious, valuable time to waste on top of the savings. And this is very, very worrying. So to make sure that you are not a victim of this, I want to make sure that you are informed and educated and you are armed with everything you possibly need to know to make great decisions when it comes to your money. And yes, there might be times in your life where you go, Canna, we want to make sure that's $270 per month goes towards our home loan, but Something's happened in our situation and it's changed. Budget's tight or we're having to cut back to one income or we're working part-time. I get it. But at least you're aware of this and you're not being sold an empty dream, which I sometimes think is the danger of refinancing. So this is what I want you to consider when it comes to refinancing. And remember, I'm your friend. I'm your cheerleader. I'm your like coach, your mentor. I'm here to help you as best I possibly can. So don't think I'm being hard and fast, but I'm just opening your mind up and peeling back the layers so you see things for what they really are. And then you can decide what you want to do and what works for you, your financial situation, your goals, your dreams, and of course, your deadlines. So this is what I want you to think about. Number one, when you go to refinance, whether it be your bank or your mortgage broker, whoever it may be, I want you to tell them as much about you 
and your goals. If paying off your home loan is a really important goal, tell the bank, tell the mortgage broker that. Tell them as much about you as possible. The more information they have for you, the better product they're gonna find that really matches your needs. I can't tell you how many times like I have watched people talk to a mortgage broker and I'm like, hang on guys, did you tell them that you wanted to pay for a home loan because they put you into a product which is a really great product, but that's not the right product for you. It's actually paying a higher interest rate because you've got all these bells and whistles that you don't really need. And it's not until they've gone back and said, oh, hang on, actually, that's not, we, we really need this and that. And the mortgage broker is like, oh, wow, oh, okay, no, that's not right. It's just like when you see a financial planner, the more information you give them, the better their advice is going to be. And this includes telling them about any funny little savings accounts you have in online savings accounts floating around in cyberspace. I'm not saying that that's wrong, but I'm saying it by telling the mortgage broker that you have like emergency money sitting in an online savings account over here with another institution, that mortgage broker may say, hey, you'd be better off to put that in an offset account or a redraw facility because that's going to save you an extra $3,000 a year off your home loan and an extra six months off your home loan. Like they may seem small, they may seem insignificant, but they are important. So be as transparent and open as possible with your mortgage broker. They are there to help you. They're like me, I'm here to help you. Your mortgage broker should be doing exactly the same. And if you don't feel like you're getting the right deal, the right quality advice, and doesn't feel as equally transparent, shop around, go see someone else. Now, the next thing is, is make sure you tell your mortgage broker that you ideally don't want to restart your loan term again. For example, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, I referred to a couple of minutes ago that were seven years into their home loan and they went to a mortgage broker and they put them back to square one again by putting them on a new 30-year term loan. That's not ideal. You would ideally say to your mortgage broker, and I'm assuming here that paying off your home loan is important to you, you would say, look, we are seven years into our home loan. We don't want to start the mortgage repayment again. So can we make sure that our new loan term is ideally 23 years, not 30, or as close to 23 years as possible because we want to be mortgage-free as quickly as possible. Now, sometimes for the mortgage broker or the bank to accept your loan term and to make the numbers work, they may need to tweak things and say that initially you are going to be on a 30-year term. If that's the case, talk to them about it and see whether you can potentially change your automatic repayments. Even though you're technically on a 30-year term, your repayments are still set at the same so that they're on track to be paid, say, for example, in 23 years' time. So this is really important because this is, again, another dangerous trap of refinancing. You want to make sure that this product works for you. You're not starting again from square one. The third thing I want you to do is make sure that those newfound savings are put in your mortgage repayment automatically. If you don't do this, the money will get spent mindlessly somewhere else. And I bet you won't even be able to tell where that money is actually being spent. It will just evaporate. So what you do is once your mortgage is all set up and you've worked out those newfound savings, go into your mortgage broking, and this is normally done within a couple of months in your internet banking, and quite often you can set up an extra mortgage repayment of, say, $270 per month, or you can increase your existing mortgage repayment by that amount of, say, $270 per month. Now, by having it set up automatically, 
That money is taken out before you get the temptation to spend it elsewhere. It's incredibly valuable. And one little hack, which I'm not going to put in as a numbered tip in this podcast, but one hack that I love is I always make sure that our mortgage repayment ideally comes out as close to our payday. So say, for example, I get paid on the first of every month, I try and have our mortgage repayment come out a couple of days later, or no more than a couple of days later than being paid. So that way we prioritize our mortgage coming out first as a priority, and then we are left to live off with what is left over. Because if you do it the other way around, you can just waste a whole pile of money mindlessly. So this is really, really valuable. And this is how you'll make sure that financing actually works to your financial advantage, like I said. Now, the fourth thing I want you to make sure you do is to track and monitor your progress. If you just kind of set your mortgage up and don't really think about it and don't do it, it just becomes a soulless process. You don't really realize that your mortgage is working for you. It's helping you become debt-free. You'll get tempted to tap into your offset account or your redraw facility. I want you to track and monitor your progress and build mini short-term goals around that so that you can actually see that your mortgage is coming down and you can actually feel proud about it and you can feel the progress because progress fuels success. One thing I love to do is each month is look at our mortgage repayment and see the interest expense and see each month the interest expense slowly reducing. Now, obviously with interest rates going up, that's quite hard at the moment. But previously, this has been an incredibly powerful habit that's helped me pay off our mortgage so much quicker and with so much more dedication, motivation, and inspiration. It really does help. So make little short-term goals. So say, for example, your home loan is $800,000. You might say to yourself, all right, by the 1st of December, I want to see that mortgage at seven. dollars hundred and ninety nine thousand dollars that psychological drop of seeing an eight hundred thousand dollar mortgage versus a seven nine nine that even though it's a thousand dollars less and it may seem small that psychological shift and breakthrough and almost like gamifying your mortgage makes a big difference and it all does add up now if you make extra payments i always recommend that you make sure that your redraw facility is switched on or you have that money in an offset facility. That way you can access your money in an emergency. Now, obviously, if you access that money, whether it be withdrawing from your redraw facility or your offset account, you're aware that obviously you're gonna increase your interest to cost again. But at least you've got that available to tap into if you need to. And that can essentially be your emergency money, but keeping in mind that ideally your goals are focused around emergency not happening and you're using that money to pay off your home loan if that is a goal of yours. But as I said, if you tap into that money, you need to be aware that your interest expense goes back up and obviously you uh, delay paying off your home loan every time you have to tap into that money. And as I said, it's the same whether it's a redraw facility or an offset account. Now, I will do a podcast shortly on the difference between offset accounts and redraws. And I will share with you the difference between them and my suspicion behind the difference and what I personally prefer. Now, you may be thinking, Kanna, we've got a massive mortgage. I don't want to sound arrogant, but that $270 per month savings isn't really worth us bothering to increase our repayments. Our mortgage feels so big and so overwhelming, like that's just nothing. And when you look at our living expenses, that $270 per month, we're a growing family. We, we spend that so easily. But guess what? You may turn your nose up at that $270 per month in savings on your home loan. 
But if you make sure that that $270 per month savings goes towards your home loan, and I'm not factoring any tax refunds, pay rises, promotions, any sort of financial windfalls, you just focus on making sure that that refinancing amount of savings of $270 per month goes towards your home loan. Now, I'm going to assume the same term, loan term, I'm going to assume everything sort of remains as is, no further interest rate rises, and I'm going to assume an average interest rate of, say, 3.4%. That $270 per month in savings could save you up to $61,875,000 in interest. So that's a huge amount of money. And that's why I really want to make sure that that $270 doesn't evaporate into your lifestyle creep. It also will save you up to three years and five months of being mortgage free. That is three and a half years to potentially retire sooner. That is up to three and a half years of being able to invest more or save more. Imagine not having to pay your mortgage repayments for three and a half years earlier in life. That could be more money for holidays. That could be more money for educational expenses. That could be more money for investing, as I said, or retiring, you know, putting more money into your superannuation if that's important to you. That could be in, mean more money for helping out family and friends out financially. That could be more money for charity. That could mean you could afford to reduce to part-time work. That money, that being debt-free three and a half years potentially sooner could give you the freedom and luxury of choice that so many of us have a burning desire for. So next time you think about refinancing and you're looking at your interest rate, wondering if you can get a better deal, please make sure you listen to this podcast again and you follow my very simple four steps, which to recap is number one, tell your mortgage broker or bank everything about you and your financial goals, where all your savings are, what your cost of living is, what your home loans are and what your debt-free goals are. Next is to make sure that you try and ideally keep your loan term the same. Your eight years into your 30-year term loan, tell the bank, ideally you want to make sure that your loan term remains at 22 years. It doesn't get kicked back out to 30 years. Number three is you make sure that any savings that the bank managed to find for you in refinancing go towards your mortgage reduction process. That is, you increase or you set up an automatic direct debit where your new mortgage repayments include these newfound savings so that you make these savings actually count. And then number four, the fun part, you track and monitor your progress, your debt-free progress, all based around short-term, mini manageable, bite-sized financial goals. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. Please make sure you leave a rating and review. Refer to my general advice warning, and I will see you on Monday. Chat with you on Monday for more podcasts on Sugar Mama's Fireplay. Ciao for now. 